Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Batmanium. One Nano Alfred. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hands Boys Comics Hour. We hope for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 265. Talking about some Dark Knight's Metal later on in Nerdboy Book Club. Who boy are we? Eric's excited. He was he was messaging me as he was reading it. I got a live commentary. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. I know it already. I'm going to give you guys a little spoiler. He, Eric loves Dark Knight's Metal. It's his favorite. I have feelings about it, <laughs> yes. Not to not to spoil anything. Yeah. But I, I, I felt a way about this book. <laughs> I also did. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, honestly. I'm excited to uncork these feelings. They are corked right let, now. Let the genie out of the bottle, so to speak. Yep, that's that's what Christina says. You gotta rub her the right way. Mm-hmm. That's what Christina not Aguilera. not sexual. No, she says no. She didn't. She didn't think that 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 rubbing someone was uh was was sexual. Nope, not at all. Platonic. She's a she's a very pure as the driven snow. Yep, that one. Uh, we could start our show with our first segment. It's time. For Floppies Fortnightly. Floppies Fortnightly is part of the show. Eric and I read a selection of the past couple weeks' books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There is a mushy meter, it goes from one to five. If we're feeling mushy about our decision, our first book is New Mutants, number 10, written by Ed Brisson, Art Flaviano, Colors, Carlos Lopez, Letters, Travis Lanham. Dipping our toes back into the New Mutants. It's nearly unrecognizable from the New Mutants that we left in like issue three. I think that's it's interesting how much this book is we think we were in space we left the team in space and now they're in like a a nightmare vortex or something yeah a ball of nightmares in russia and wild sides on the team i guess which i was i, I mean i love me some i love some low rent Mar- uh, wolverine villains from the 90s so give me all that wild side in the world I'll take him. Back when everyone had, like, Wolverine brush hair. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Eric? How do you feel about this? Um, I- I'm so disconnected from what we read before. Obviously, I remember us going through all of those X-Men books, but they've all kind of blended together, and it's been, I don't know, reading stuff from month to month is a challenge to keep up with, but... This reads good. It's the the New Mutants characters and the X-Men characters that I know and like, and it's gorgeous and uh, comes through really easy. Like, I get what they're doing. I dig it. What's, what's not to like? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Like, it is inc- like one one. We've, they had a month's long, mu- multiple months long breaks of publishing any of these comics because of the pandemic. 
And then also we haven't read any new mutants in a long time because there were they they really wanted to put out a lot. They put out a lot of X Men comics in a very short amount of time. Um, not necessarily because it was bad. It was just you know that we want to read other things. Um, but jump right back in here, and it makes perfect sense. It has a lot of characters that I really enjoy. Uh, Danny Moonstar and Armor and Wildside and they're Wolf Spain. They're in some country that's absolutely not Russia. Some Eastern European, not Russia. I don't, I don't know what Carnelia, whatever that is. Russiavania. Yeah, we try. There is also a recipe for globs vegetarian laksa in here. So if you want to try that, anyone listening, if you're like curious about how glob makes his his laksa, um, I don't know. It's like you said, it does look really, really nice. I've never. I don't think I've ever read a a book from. I forget. Flav- Fl- I, I don't want to mispronounce again. What did I say? Flaviano. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. read a book from Flaviano, whoever that is. Uh, but it looks really, really good. Flamio Hotman. <laughs> don't believe that's correct, Eric. That that is that is correct. That's oh. what you say in the Fire Kingdom. Oh, I understand. Sorry. You say Flamio Hotman. I I got it. I understand. I'm a buy. I think it's a good book. It's simple. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Um, double buy. You mean it's number ten. Uh, next book is Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, colon, The Death of Nancy Drew, number one, uh, written by Anthony Del Cole, art, Joe Isma, letters, crank, uh, colors, Salvatore Ayala. So, okay, I'm asking you a question, Eric. Were you aware that Dynamite had licensed both Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and they had, were publishing comics starring them? No. Neither was, was I. not a thing I, I, I knew. I was also not aware of it uh, until I saw, I think I saw the solicitation for this. And I think there was a very brief, you know, in the before times, the long, long ago, uh, back when solicitation. I was going to say, you mean in, in, in our continuity? What are we talking about? Yes, in our continuity. In the mm-hmm. long, long ago, prior to the pandemic, back when people were that- upset about comic book solicitations and not. Uh, worse things but uh there was a brief i believe there was a brief i saw some brief uh, uh upsetness uh over this because of the fact that it's the death of nancy drew like that's they're using that as a punchy whatever but then i immediately went oh she's definitely not dead i'm like even before i read this book i'm like she's not, mm-hmm. she's not dead there's no way that's happening you're not gonna kill bugs bunny no and then of course uh, spoilers for the death of Nancy Drew. The book and this issue ends with Nancy Drew totally not dead. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, the, that, the, the, the hook is that Nancy's alive. Yeah, and there's some there's some secret that she is using her death as a as a, like a as a what's the right word? Uh, smoke screen to try and fare out someone. I assume. Um, what do you think, Eric? What do you think about this, Eric? I think this is surprisingly good. Um, I mean, we discussed what was the God? Was it a John Allison comic? What What was that? The that was basically like the convention of Nancy Drews. It was. It was that the, that, that the, cute little comic. It was the Giant Day spinoff book? I forget the name. Yeah, I, will... I I have a soft spot for this dumb shit. I will say, do you know a thing I don't like is the part where it said Nancy Drew was born in the year 2000? 
gonna say i didn't like that my old ass did not like that <laughs> i'd even did, did, did not, not care for it i didn't think about it but yeah i mean it would make sense she would be i mean math if yeah. she's 19 yeah that's that's how subtraction works yep well, um technically she's 20 now probably or at least getting there almost 20 at most this book is this book is set in the past i guess it's true it's a it's a period I, piece. I, I mean unless this last panel is them socially distancing it's not set this year no in this terrible year would you uh i i mean i i what were i wasn't i don't know what i was expecting from it honestly um i don't know if i was expecting this it was it's more of a detective noir type story versus like a boy detective story you know it is mm-hmm. no, it is not it's not you I know mean, venture brothers kind of parodies that boy detective stuff once in a while but this is definitely more like okay grown-up detective story you know not not uh it's childlike it's well it's veronica mars-esque it's still it's still it's still like the the tropes or the trappings or the what have you's of um you know a youth story a young person story yes and a mystery mm-hmm. yeah you know so I, I think it's it's right there in that zone even though she's like you know young college age or whatever i think it's still it, it's still that genre i think it that, i don't know i think it's more compelling rather than less i mean i could i, I could give a shit about high school stuff but i do fi- i don't know I, I i find young people interesting my question eric is Where's Damascus? Mm. Where's Damascus? I was promised the it's Hardy good, Boys. A, Damas- is, no Damascus a, in this book. I mean, if you weren't going to go there, I was. <laughs> this we're gonna we're gonna save Nancy Drew with the broken brilliance. <laughs> That's pretty good. I I I felt pretty okay about it. You're from the same neck of the woods as those boys, so you probably it's true. I'm uh, we're we're all rednecks. I'm also a buy on this. I think this is this is a good solid book. I I like the reveal at the end. I think it's very effective. Sure. Yeah. Um. I think the story of having and I think you know as as a person who hasn't been reading these books, it gets you up to speed and gets you these characters a good grasp of these characters. Uh. It covers a lot of ground. Gets you where you want. You're like, oh yeah, I'm curious. What's going on? How did Nancy fake her death? Something must be serious. Did you ever read any of the novels? I read Hardy Boys when I was a kid. Yeah, I never read any Nancy Drew because those I are never for, read those are for, either, those are for girls. I just sort of knew they existed. Nancy Drew it's is true. for girls. I'm a boy. If you read a thing for girls, you immediately turn gay. I, I did read some Hardy Boys. I was definitely more of a Encyclopedia Brown kid above everything else. I've literally never even seen one of those things. They're all the same. <laughs> They're not that different from each other. Yeah, I'm sure. There, Encyclopedia Brown was, uh, was this, the nerdy kid, so that's why mm-hmm. I was like, "That's me." I looked at the I looked at the cover and I went, "Oh, that's me." That's when I buy. It's like Mister Bird shopping for cereal. I'm like, I just buy the that's one that really has funny. has me on the cover, which is Encyclopedia Brown. Um, that's why representation matters, y'all. <laughs> yes, there definitely not enough stories for nerdy boys. Absolutely not. Never those don't exist. Um. Yeah, buy, double buy, I assume, from Eric as well. Na- Here, let me say the whole title again. Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, <laughs> colon, the death of Nancy Drew, number one, double buy. Uh, next up, 
Damascus long, jokes. Damascus jokes. Long awaited. Are uh, we've been waiting for this book for a long time, Eric? Ever since have we, have we? No, we haven't. Have <laughs> we? No, I just I saw it, and it's a. It was. They have not been releasing a lot of comic books, uh, because still, so we <laughs> they they could have they could have skipped this one. We pulled the short straw this week. It is the boys: colon, Dear Becky, number one, written by Garth Ennis, illustrated Russ Braun, colors Tony Avina, lettered Simon Boland. I'll tell you, whoever picks our books for us should be fired. <laughs> I mean, if I drew a paycheck, I would fire myself. But unfortunately, yeah, I know. I it's, know, a vol- right? it's a volunteer position and no one else wants the job. Uh, I mean, that's, no one wants to read this fucking book. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we read the book. We read the entirety of the boys uh, last year. Uh, we hated it. <laughs> We hated, mm. we hated it a lot. We yelled at the screen. Well, I, we, I went. I went into it. I mean, I, the, the the Cliff Notes version of the episode is. I went into it ex- like having read a lot of it, expecting I was going to dislike it. Hated it way the fuck more than I thought I was going to. So that's that's where this book is. And this book is absolutely. Oh, there's a television show on Amazon Prime, and it's very successful. Let's go back to the well. There's more money to be made here, Garth Ennis. So uh, he was doing a pseudo sequel where it's set in the in te- it's set ten years after the events of the first book, and yet we're getting apparently a story set in this book's past. Um, unfortunately, Garth Ennis had to take about how many pages is this? Let's see, had to take eight of pages to start the the story to tell us how dumb it is. Uh, that we care about people <laughs> yeah and his um oh shit what's the uh, like contrapoints does it a lot the the dialogue with two two discussing points of view whatever it is I, i'm sure i could i could think of it on a better day but right now whatever this is fucking dumb um fucking garth ennis is an asshole <laughs> Uh, I was really, after reading Sarah, thought maybe he was growing up, but (laughs) apparently someone shit inside his brain. It's a problem. This is fucking, this is the worst. (laughs) It's really bad. And it is fucking horrifying. His fucking, like a child could refute his point of view. He is a fucking asshole. It's like, I don't know, I don't know which of these two characters his viewpoint really, like, represents here, and I don't fucking care. Everything about this is terrible. Like, if, if, you, if you can suffer through this dialogue of, of him saying, well, you're just a big pussy and people should be dead it's fine stop giving a shit about anybody all this shit's made up i'm a real smart guy i am the person who knows what's good for you always and then you're rewarded with that and you get to watch them fucking torture a 10 year old yes it's fucking shazam great (laughs) sure you're st- like whatever fuck you like this i got f- f- fuck this book <laughs> fuck this stupid book fuck garth ennis 
I swear to God, I would uh, I would like to do to Garth Ennis. To, I'd like to cut his fucking tongue out. I swear to fucking God. If it would stop him from writing goddamn comics like this. I don't think that would what be. What the fuck is your problem, Garth Ennis? I, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Eric. Uh, this book's really, really bad. Um, just just so it's clear, I don't I'm not really going to attack Garth Ennis, but I would I am bubbling over with anger about this. I would love to slap him in the face, but I am not going to even if given the opportunity. He is. Yeah, this the, it, it is just this. And like even giving this book the benefit of the doubt. Mm hmm. It's still boring as hell. Like, what am I reading? Like, what's the point yeah. of this? Dear Becky, I think, oh, I thought, oh, it's about secrets that we're going to find out about uh, the past of the boys and, and about Becky. And But we get, like, what, like, oh, five narrative boxes about it? And then, oh, no, get the next issue. Like, and, but instead we get ten, ish, 10 pages of these two idiots talking to each other uh, in a, this made-up conversation about Garth Ennis' beliefs about being quote-unquote mm -hmm. woke. Like, you know, the, the, where, where, where is it? What is it they say? I want to... <laughs> what is, where is this? And they make dead naming a joke. Fuck you. Fuck you, Garth Ennis. He oh my god! He, yeah, I I don't know what like woke is woke is woke is not a th woke is not a thing that insufferable white kids made up. You fucking idiot! You fucking dumbass! He it's fine, Eric. He's terrible. This book's terrible. It's terrible. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know who wants. Just go fucking vote for Donald Trump, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Is Garth Ennis? Oh my is, god! Is he American citizen? No, he's. I don't care. He he just he he fucking sucks. There's just also a coronavirus. Uh, there's a coronavirus joke in here too. Um, yeah, they're I mean, all certainly they're all certainly sitting right next to each other. I don't. I don't know. Is, I, I feel this like is, is this is happening now. I think this is like a uh, that is an add-in. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's a late editorial change. Um, yeah, let's let's sprinkle in some Corona jokes. I I I mean, I feel make it topical. It, I mean, it feels like it at this at this point that this book is just like it's just Garth Ennis going like, "Whoa, what can I say that's offensive? Isn't that funny?" Like, I mean, that's what the whole other that's what the the forty two thousand other books <laughs> in the boys were um, is just just like. No, don't buy this book. Here, this is the real reason I included this is for us to say, do not buy this book. Don't read any of this. Don't read the Don't boys. Don't reward this shit. It's very bad. It's not artful. Can you get your, can you get your money back for this? No, I cannot. What a fucking trash heap. Comixology usually does fucking not. Fucking Garth Ennis should be goddamn ashamed of himself. He when should I think be. about how much I've loved Preacher, like, this is, this is like, this is, this... I swear to God. <laughs> What is wrong with people? Double do not buy the boys, dear Becky. Number one. Next up is Old Haunts. Number one, written by Ollie this Masters is, and Rob you Williams. You ruined my day with this shit. Fucking, you got to read other books now. How am I going to live after this? It's just a comic book, Eric. It's fine. 
It's definitely not fine. But you know let's what? Move on. All right, Eric. You know it's not here. You know what? You want to talk about bad comic books? Let's talk about uh, that one X Men, that uh, one X Force issue where uh, they turned Phantom X <laughs> into Pepe Le Pew. This is this is worse <laughs> That's than, than true. Beige, the X the X Force comic. Uh, that poor poor Phantom X. All right, Old Haunts number one. Ollie Masters and Rob Williams writer Lawrence Campbell artist. Lee Luffridge colors, Sal Cipriano letters. I, 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 I thought, I thought this would just be. I thought this was a straight up like just mafioso type book. When I read the the solicitation for it, I thought it was just like, oh, it's like you know the the guys, you know, the one last job, that mm-hmm. that trope. Do you it, know what it reminds me exactly of? Which Mystic River. Are there? Base skeleton monsters in Mystic River? Skeleton monsters? I mean, I didn't think that was literal. I think that's literal. I guess it is. I think that's that's so why the, the the fucking I don't know the bird thing does. I don't know. I guess it. We don't get enough. I don't know if it's literal or not. I think it's literal. I whatever that that's that that definitely is a different twist to this, but I. I don't know. It's just a buzzard. Well, that's just a buzzard, but I assume that this big, I don't know. It I assume points on it. Guys. It does. That's not normal. I guess. That's not normal buzzard behavior, Eric. I'm a I'm not not normal buzzard behavior. <laughs> I'm a source of my zoology degrees, all of them. I mean, I don't, it, believe, you're, I don't believe you're a licensed zoologist. I I mean, I think but that this book does have a lot of those, you know, those I mean, yeah, the old crime, crime guys, you know, cursing up Goodfellas, Mystic River, certainly the those the those true crime, the mafioso Goodfellas type stories, and then there's the creepy stuff. There's like supernatural stuff going on. I don't know. It, I was expecting to kind of be lukewarm on this, but I really like it. Hmm. <sighs> I guess if I take this weird shit as more literal, I absolutely just thought they're just flashing images at me. If this actually is a little supernatural, then I find it more interesting. I feel like it's not. It's. I'd feel better making a decision on a second issue with this. This is. This is even like. It's a mini series. Short. It's five five it's, issues. It's well, I mean, this has a bunch of God. It's got a, a the credits on two pages. It's only nineteen pages long because there's so many two page spreads that do nothing. This goes by in a in a nanosecond. There's just like so much fluff in this. Um, it does kind of turn things around, but I. I almost, almost want to hold off on this. I would read a second issue before I made much of a judgment. I, I, I am intrigued. You've, you have changed my sort of way of looking at this book. It's like I have a different lens looking at it. I mean, it's called Old Haunts. There's skeletons on the cover, and mm-hmm. there's spooky vulture monsters r- rising up from where their bodies are buried. I assumed it was. I mean, if if it's just a, a normal goodfellas whatever mafia story that's not nearly as exciting um that's but, what I, and that's that's 100 what i was reading it as 
But then there's a big bird that crashes through the window that has the creepy eyes at the end, and dude's like, "What's happening?" I, yeah, I will. I think I acknowledge. I, I, I like the art. I like. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the actual dialogue is actually really good and feels natural. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do to write these types of characters that don't make them feel hackneyed, not just to make you like feel like a Joe Pesci caricature. Uh, but it doesn't do that. I feel like it surpasses that. Um. The weird, creepy, spooky stuff is what puts it over the top for me. It's what gets it over, as I, as we are wont to say. Um, I'm a buy. No hesitation. I've got plenty of hesitation, but I think I think for now I can go buy. It is a lot more interesting looking at it through that lens. That's a double buy. Old Haunts number one. Our last book of the week is Decorum number two. Written by Jonathan Hickman, Art Mike Huddleston, Russ Wooten Letters. Sasha E. Head on design. We read this, read issue one of this like three years ago, it feels like. Uh, and I was, I remember like going like, oh, this is weird. And it has a lot of stuff going on, but I'm interested. And after reading this, I go, this is weird and looks amazing. I like, yeah, but I'm totally like, wait for a trade. I am not gonna keep mm-hmm. trying to. I'm not gonna keep trying to read this issue issue because I am. This was I, this was very difficult to read. I have uh, no idea what's happening. Yeah, this yeah, this was this was very challenging to read. Yeah, and it looks great. I love the variety. It of is insanely beautiful. Yeah. The, the the variety of art styles that it shifts back and forth uh it has plenty of those hickman style like graphic design pages which are just you know weird infographics or whatever i'm i'm i maybe i'm all alone on this but i'm getting a little fucking sick of those i mean i i don't i don't it's not like it's a i i don't know if i i don't know call it, i wouldn't call it a plus i would just call it a a a thing that he does I don't it, is a, it is a it is a hallmark of his style for sure. I get it. Like I have my own little artistic bullshit feelies that I like to put in <laughs> things. Um, I'm just a little burned out on him. We did. You know, we've read I, a lot I, of you, we read a lot of X Men with him for a very short is, amount of it, time. It, it is true. Every fucking one of them has like a whole bunch of pages going to that. Um, I think I they're just really starting to come off as really stuffy and really pretentious. I mean, and they make all these books feel very samey. I'm going to say that. John Hickman is absolutely pretentious, but that's also oh, kind, yeah. it's kind, mean, of, the, no kind of one of the things I like about him, honestly, sometimes. Uh, I This book is beautiful, uh, and I think I'm totally interested in reading a trade. I want to read the trade of this, but that's yeah, I can at, see eye to eye without that. But that's where I'm at. Buy, I'm buying, I'll buy a trade. I am not buying this issue <laughs> issue. This is it's insanity trying to keep up with this. I'm not going to reread every issue as I go along because that's what it would take. And even then, I'm not sure if I still would understand what the hell is happening. There's like an egg crystal going on at the end with things reaching out to grab people. I don't know what's going on. Uh, art's gorgeous again. Repeat that. Um, so double buy the trade is what we're saying about decorum. Definitely do not buy that issue, though, if you want to have unless you want to just look at really pretty art. I guess that's a fair enough description of it. 
What kind of idiot would want to do that? I believe we are those. We can't, we have been that those idiots, Eric. I mean, that's my whole life. I mean, I believe that's Looking the at art and being an idiot. I believe that's the only reason we recommended that Raphael Grandpa, uh, Frank Miller, Frank Miller issue where we're like, hey, this book is might as well just be filled with gibberish. But God, Raphael Grandpa can <laughs> sure he can sure draw his ass off. Who cares? Draws a nice dark side. Yeah. Um, Let him draw a dark side, baby. Oh, no, we're not there yet, Eric. All right. Come on. Calm down. We have we have a whole other Segment. section in between we do uh that'll be our that's that's our last book for floppies this week we can move on to our next segment it's time for checking in checking in is part of show eric and i talk about what we've been up to for the past couple weeks uh movies video games music anything we want to talk about what do you want to talk about eric i don't know man life's difficult i'm trying to keep my sanity Started playing Fez again. That's where I'm at. I does. Do you get any motion sickness playing Fez? No, I cannot. You play, did. I get. Yeah, it's the the flipping back and forth. It just makes me yeah. sick. I just cannot do it. Do you get? You don't get motion sickness from playing FPS? Not at all. It's that's, that's the that's like, strange. It's the only game that has ever, I think, made me feel sick. It's a mysterious thing being a person, and it's an awesome game. And I want to, oh, I want to, I want to, like, it's one of those games where you're like, oh man, I want to find everything. I want to do all the things, but I play for an hour and a half and I just feel nauseous for the rest of the day. So I'm just like, uh, not for me. I've tried multiple times. Just does not work. You know, there's an interesting documentary on, I think his name is Phil Fish. Yep. The creator of Fez. Fez. Um, Innuendo Studios did a very interesting documentary. And I think it's called, it's like called Phil Fish versus Phil Fish or something like that. And it, it it's, um, I mean, if you search Innuendo Studios, Phil Fish, you'll get it. But it, it, it talks about how know, gamer culture in particular, like, it's just very hyper reactionary. And Phil Fish was very much kind of an asshole. But it's, it's interesting about how he was a flawed person, but effectively just became a, a pariah immediately through kind of managing himself like a dumb, dumb online. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's not a thing that I knew about, but he's very much reviled. Maybe not these days, because I think uh, unless there's just a bunch of salty gamers, our age, I, I mean, feel like younger, younger people are, are, have have other things they're mad about now i mean i think most um there are certainly still salty gamers who think they don't like phil fish but i mean most people who are i think who are probably closer in our circles of gaming the people we would listen to and respect mm -hmm. they respect phil fish he is he's he's, yeah. he's gotten a lot better as a, as a he's he's kind of acknowledged a lot of the things that was going on with mm -hmm. him at the time um and he's the, a, uh the documentary about him is a couple of years old too. Innuendo Studios is this great channel in in general, great YouTube channel in general. Um, I'm going to talk about a video game, Eric. What? And I'm going to tell you not to play it because okay. it's because it's terrible. Because <laughs> it's a terrible. I this is it. I normally if I play a game and I don't like it, I don't mention it. But this game is so bad. I finished it 
just so I would be able to say I did and be able to tell no one on earth to play it. Do not play this video game. Do not buy it. Do not be tempted by it like I was because it's on sale. It is called The Suicide of Rachel Foster, which is, a one, a terrible title, um, but that is the it name of it. does have suicide in it. It is. It is the name of the, the, name of the game. It's The Suicide of Rachel Foster. Uh, it is a walking simulator type game. It is very clear that the people who made this game uh, have played Firewatch and What Remains of Edith Finch, which is partially the reason I, I bought it is because I love both those games. What Remains of Edith Finch is probably my favorite game of all time. Firewatch is also a great game. Um, both lovely, beautiful video games that really push that genre to its its to, to interesting places. Um, but it is that type of game you play a uh, you play a woman who is returning to uh, it's set in the nineties. You're returning to a hotel owned by your father. He has recently passed. And you are basically getting your fares in order so you can sell the hotel. You're doing a final inspection before you sell it. Uh, but you get there, and there's a giant snowstorm, so you get trapped inside. It's in Montana, um, right in the middle of winter. And you get phone calls from what uh, what the, a, a gentleman who is, this, is like an emergency worker, emergency management guy for FEMA. So he's, he's trying to help you out while the snowstorm goes on, and you... Theoretically, you're supposed to develop empathy for him and for this main character as they develop some sort of bond over the stretch of time while you're you're isolated and stuck. Uh, unfortunately, the writing is a t- writing is terrible. Uh, you are given no reason to care about either the character you're playing or this dude. Uh, your character is also dumber than a box of hammers. Uh, there's just all these plot holes that you have to ignore if you want this game to continue. Um, the the name the game is called the suicide of rachel foster because you your father uh long ago uh had i don't know i hesitate to use the word affair but he had he he had an affair with rachel foster who was a 16 year old girl uh and impregnated her and then she committed suicide at least that is what uh everything has been reported but then now they say the hotel is haunted by her ghost and you you are you're this your man's daughter and you're trying to explore the space and things are closed off and you're trying to find out the mystery the mystery is terrible uh you don't do anything that's exciting like you would think that like okay well i'm gonna walk around this hotel and eventually get into secret places and find clues that lead me to what really happened to rachel except you don't you just literally like you go there's just these fades to black uh or cuts to black even they're not even fades there's cuts to black and that transition you to the next day of your your visit and then literally from between days 4 and 5 you cut to black and you come back to the entire wall and desk that you're working at just covered in clues <laughs> and i'm like wait 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 wait, wait, wait a minute game Wait a minute, video game. You're going to tell me that instead of me actually walking around and finding these clues, you just give me all of them at once, and then I just talk to this guy on the phone about each one exhaustively while I just sit there and do nothing? Who boy. Uh, I'm going to, here, this is my spoiler warning if anyone really, really cares about not knowing the ending of this game, uh, but I feel like it is what clinched 
how much this game's terrible for me. Because then in the game, the mystery is your mom killed Rachel Foster. Your mom killed her and hit and staged the body and made it look like a suicide. Um, and that's it. That's the mystery. Uh, there's your your character also has to conveniently forget like dozens of things before, so you can't realize that until the end. Like you literally are. I cannot emphasize how stupid your this character is. Like you just are like, oh, I remember suddenly on day ten that my mom wouldn't let me look in the trunk of the car that's filled with a bloody blanket the night Rachel died. Are you in, like really? This is what we're doing. And then we and also the dude you're talking to is actually not a female guy. He's a work. He's just living in the hotel in the closed down wing. Uh, he knew your dad, and there's some weird metaphysical crap that doesn't really matter. Um, I I don't know why they think I'm. Am I supposed to empathize with my father or whatever? Because he's a pedophile and a nutcase. Uh, everyone in the game what? is unlikable. Every they're all bad people. But then here's the literal end of the game, Eric. Okay, literally, you discover all this information. There's some long drawn out monologues that are insufferable to listen to. You can't do anything while you listen to them. You just stand there and listen. Might as well just be a podcast. Um, it, and it cuts to you in your car. You're just sitting in your car. You can't move at all. You can only just kind of move the camera a little bit. Uh, and you have, apparently, while uh, you were not in control of your character, your character has uh, rerouted the exhaust through with a hose into the car. And... The the thing you do at the end of the game is decide if you want to kill yourself or not. Because your mom killed a girl 20 years ago or something. If you sit there long enough, you don't kill yourself, if you're wondering. But, really? Really, video game? That's what that's the thing you're doing? Is, I have to choose if I'm going to kill myself? Really? Like, is this a parody of the video game? <sighs> It made me so angry, Eric. You know how angry you felt when you were talking about the boys earlier? I don't think... That, that does not sound as offensive as the boys. No, it's not as offensive as the boys, but it did... I did have to... I sat through like three hours of garbage, and it just made me so mm -hmm. upset. Um, well, you're okay now. You're I'm, safe now. I'm fine. I'm also... Uh, I've begun wet shaving with a straight razor. <laughs> you're giving me whiplash. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, the, I'm, spoilers over for the Suicide of Rachel Foster. Don't ever buy it or play it. Um, but this is a positive thing. I have I, I got a wild hair up my ass, and I wanted to try shaving with a straight razor. So I've invested in a straight razor, a bunch of wet shaving stuff, soap, and a brush, and aftershave and all that good stuff. I've uh, been enjoying the experience. I've cut myself a little bit, but nothing serious. Um but it's, uh, I don't know, a fun hobby. Even though everyone I've told acts like I'm an insane person. You know, people gotta do what they gotta do. I, was, I don't care. Yeah. Shaving's not a thing that I think about, ever. I think about, like, oh, I should do this, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I, have a lot of, I have a lot of neck beard. I'm actually very fortunate that all of my neck beard has turned gray, and I'm so pale it blends in. Um, so, like, I just look like I don't have a whole lot of neck beard anymore. That is good. Yeah, it's I, not bad. I have, you I'm, know? I'm currently rocking the Doc Holiday look. Okay. Mustache and, and, uh, soul patch. Nothing I'll else. Be, I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll be your Huckleberry. Uh, Tombstone's a goddamn good movie. 
Also, I think the line is actually, I'm your Huckleberry. I, I think it, I believe it says both, actually, at certain points in the movie. And actually, I think even beyond that, isn't it, is, I don't know if it's true or not that it was like Hucklebearer. That is, is that, is that a thing or is that just like fake? Hucklebearer is a real thing, but it's un, it, I believe no one's actually confirmed that's, that's what he's saying by me. That's what he means when he says, I'm your Huckleberry. It's mm-hmm. unclear if that's also, I just found, I read an extensive article interview with Kurt Russell and he apparently ghost directed the entire thing because the director quit in the middle of it. Nice. So Kurt Russell like had to direct the entire movie. Good for Kurt Russell. Yeah, makes me love Kurt Russell even more. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Eric? Can we talk about Kurt Russell instead of this book? Um, not in this podcast. If you want to do another, um, I mean, I'll talk about Kurt Russell a lot, but we probably shouldn't do that in our comic book podcast for too much. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, I'm just, I'm just delaying at this point. I probably do have things that I could continue to check in with, but I don't know. I don't remember things anymore. It's just my. My life is just going from suffering to suffering, so let's suffer through this book. <laughs> uh, we can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerva Book Club. Nerva Book Club is the part show where Eric and I assign a lot of collective work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. And this week we are discussing Dark Knight's Metal uh Written by Scott Snyder and James Tenney IV, with art by Greg Pullo, Mikel Janin, and Alvaro, Alvaro Martinez. Inks, colors by a bunch of other people, too. So, this is the what birthed the Batman Who Laughs. Um, it is... A, it's a weird... Uh, I was thinking about this, Eric. Because mm. we, you and I, are often, quite often, proponents of really dumb stuff. Yeah, I think I know where you're already going with this, and I thought about the same thing. Go ahead and go ahead and start your 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 line of thinking there. I mean, it's we are like we we talk about a lot about how we like often big dumb mm-hmm. big dumb yes. comic books. Yes, we, we, big dumb things in general. Big dumb things in general. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. I'm a fan of a lot of big, dumb things. I uh, mean, I, everything really about Kenny Omega versus uh, Kazuchika Okada is dumb as hell. And yet it's fantastic. I think, and I, you know, I was thinking, like, I would compare this book in, like, something that I think is very comparable, but something we both loved was Murder Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Murder Falcon, Daniel Warren Johnson looks beautiful crazy ass stupid story that works yeah. with yeah. that a dude with his band of musicians like summon giant monsters to fight evil the thing that was on my mind that i was going to compare it to i think you'll think it's pretty apt um oh shit why it just it just left my mind del toro mecha movie what's it called pacific rim pacific rim yeah. yeah, Pacific Rim's great. Yeah. I love Pacific Rim. Um, also, dumber than a bag of bag of hammers. Really stupid. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all once you think about it. Um, yeah, but those stories have characters and things in them and reasons the characters are doing things. I don't know why anyone in this book is doing anything. 
there she tries really hard to sell you on this stupid shit and it's all completely just batshit nonsensical i would almost say i mean i don't know he's focusing on selling the wrong thing all the time you know pacific rim we get like really compelling backstory you know you see this little girl like crying and all these people dying and it's like i don't know it cuts to the quick it it sells the right part of the story this is i don't know scott snyder trying to trump up everything bigger than it is and tripping over his own two feet every way it's like who who cares about this who cares about this fucking story who cares about this world yeah i i don't i don't know what I don't know why, why are, why are, why does this one Barbados is a terrible name. Can mm-hmm. I just, can I just emphasize how terrible a villain name that is? Barba- or is it Barbados? Is even that yeah, stupid? because he's a bad guy. Um, but why does he want to kill Earth or destroy it or change it? I don't know what he wants. Like, I know that he has all these evil Batman. I don't know why. Why is why are the evil Batman lined up with this guy? You know, none of this shit would matter if this stuff was cooler. Fair enough. Like I could put up with all of this dumb shit and I wouldn't give a fuck if I actually had fun with this. And I feel like th- this this book like all of the fun ideas of it are basically blown in concept art and advertisements, and there's nothing else. It's There's a lot of exposition. You know, that's another thing that I noticed reading through this, is th- this is, I mean, I've been harping on this a lot, is storytelling in comic books. There's zero storytelling in the art in this book, and that's why every page is super dense with text is like every page is like there's no fighting there's no clear action that's happening in every panel it is just awesome pose awesome pose awesome pose awesome pose and you need 40,000 words on a page to tell you what's going on because you can't fucking discern anything from what's happening it's just ridiculous and some of these pages look really nice, you know? Mm-hmm. I, 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 is this Capullo? Am I crazy? Yeah, Who is, is this? It is cap- mostly Cap- Capullo's not a bad artist. I think he's, he's got his, his, he's got his talents. He's got a lot of people that really love him. Um, this, this colorist should be given a fucking gold medal or something. I don't know. Um, but they, they, they always get, tremendous colors this shit always looks top shelf um but yeah there's it's so unclear it's just i don't know pose and show a character pose and show a character it's absolutely not ever in service of telling a story yeah i that what you just said really like me very like i'm like i'm thinking back to near the end of this where wonder woman has retrieved this mace Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay she's gonna go around and beat 
up some bad guys with the mace. That's cool. But we get a single big double page spread of her smashing, I guess, Cheetah in the face with it. But it's not really... She doesn't go around beating a bunch of people up with it. We don't see any of that stuff happening. We just get, Mm -hmm. like you said, a page with a giant pose, but we don't have linear progression of a fight. We don't get any of those moments. We just get people emerging onto a page. And I'm like, well, can I... There's a big spiel at the beginning of this. I don't know if you read it from by Scott Snyder about about event comics. Like, there's the foreword is about him writing about what he thinks event comics are. And, you know, like, we rag on event comics a lot, but there are still many event comics I think are great. Yeah. That I would heartily recommend. And, like, I went back and I thought about, I thought, like, not even, like, ones that I love. I thought, are like, I, I think Infinity is amazing, and I think Secret Wars is great, too. And then, but I thought back to Civil War, which I think we're kind of mixed feelings about looking back on but you think about mcniven's art in that book and you think about there is a there is a and like despite my mixed feelings about civil war what it accomplished what it did to comic books as a whole there there are still pages of that book that i think about that i remember mm-hmm. and i think about how incredible they look i mean it's a mm-hmm. testament to how great steve mcniven is but I think it's probably also a testament to Mark Miller who said, I have Steve McNiven. Let him draw awesome looking mm-hmm. stuff. And there's a particular page where uh, it's it's when Spider-Man joins uh, the the Rebels, joins Cap's group. And there is a sequence where he kicks, he like he's fighting three, he fights three different guys in quick succession. And you you fall back to, I think, mr fantastic or somebody look watching him and and they're like and they they say spectacular Mm -hmm. and then someone corrects him with amazing and that's like Mm -hmm. and it and it it's a simple little thing of like here is what spider-man can do when he is motivated and and it really it demonstrates his abilities and his power and it's very simple and it's all told through the art it's all storytelling there's like eight there's like like literally two words on the page that's it Mm mm-hmm I remember the moment too. I remember it clearly. Now that you mention it, and in this there is like there is in this last issue there is a part where there is a Joker dragon flying around, and Batman punches it and then is riding it. However, we don't ever see him mount this dragon. We just there is literally a panel of him punching the dragon in the nose and then him on top of it guiding it. How like? I I like I understand. Okay, he got on top of the dragon, but are we? Do we not see him mantle on top of this dragon? And there is not a single shot of him attacking the bad guy as he rides this dragon at all. It's just we get this shot of this the Hawkman monster hitting the, our big bad with a big hammer, and then Batman is suddenly in a cave fighting Bat the the Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, why, if this book is so epic, so big, like, it made me think of Frankencastle, another big, dumb book, where f- literally Frank Castle, the Punisher, gets turned into a Frankenstein, and then is riding a dragon at the end, fighting, I believe, Nazis. 
in this giant epic scene. But we see him riding a dragon. We see him do stuff. We don't see, like... I just think that reading this has more than anything made me think that there is there's a there's a comic book fan out there that comics to them they don't read them like i don't think people that that buy this and like it are actually reading it that to them comics are it it, it just is it's big poses that's that's what a comic is you know it's not a story it's not it it's it's this it's these big dumb posing and i think that I think that Snyder realizes that, and that's who's buying his books. At least books like this with Batman on it. the The thing is that, like, there's some there's some pretty awesome shit in here. You know, the Justice League putting on magic armor from other dimensions and like a whole dark multiverse of things coming over. Like, all this could be great but none of it's particularly sold very well. I could I could get on board for so much of this, but it's like it's barely a quarter of an inch deep. It's so it's so shallow. I feel like this feels I don't know. I was thinking of um hell, what was the Warren Ellis book with uh Jenny Sparks? Can't really remember the name of it. Was it was it Authority? What was it called? I mean, the authority is Jenny Sparks is in the authority, like primarily. She's in a lot. She's other Alice books too, but authority. It, is it made me one. think. What was the, and it was the it was the story specifically where it was like the the pyramid turd god from space, and it it it, it felt like that. Except like there's no there's no like Ellis artfulness to it. You know, Ellis will show you a bunch of big ideas and show you awesome stuff happening and then it is resolved in a nice way. This is just like pose after pose after pose. And Alice will balance like explaining why an insane thing is happening with like action and, and character development. And this is just, well, we already know who all these characters are, so we don't have to have any character moments for them. So we can throw all that shit away. Um, so let's just put 40,000 words a page about all this meaningless bullshit that literally like, I mean, how much of this really has changed the DC landscape? Um, like I, I, I Hawk, think Hawkman, Hawkman came back. Okay. So, I mean, would you agree with me that this matters? None, not at all. Like you cannot read this and understand what's going on in dc yeah i mean it's not no yeah. there's, this is not like this is not completely dispensable it's it they they say it changes the status quo but i was reading dc books prior to this and we were and we were reading dc books after this there's no big difference it's just mm-hmm. it just changes what tie-ins are coming out in a one week where what and like death metal is coming up next eric this the sequel to metal great yeah it's gonna be terrible as well there's there is a you're talking about character moments there's a bit where superman there's a whole issue where superman is going to save batman in the batman has been pulled into the dark into the dark multiverse and he's being used as a battery i don't know why or how but whatever 
It doesn't necessarily, like you said, it doesn't necessarily need to make perfect sense if you can surround it with, like, cool character stuff and awesome action scenes. So, Superman's going to chase after, he's going to find Batman, and then he does, and Batman's an old man, because he's been in this dark multiverse for a very long time, and he's been suffering this entire time, just, I guess, experiencing nightmares for years, decades, maybe? I want to say it was decades. But all it does is tell us that. All it does is say, look, Batman's old now, and he doesn't have any home or hope because he's been in this hell for 30 years or whatever it was. Why don't we have it on, like, start an issue where it's just Batman reliving this nightmare over and over and over again? Him go- just experiencing the worst moments the greatest mm-hmm. hits of Batman being sad, the death of Jason Todd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that he should show and not tell? I, yes, that is what I'm saying. I'm saying if, if you want us to buy into Batman not having any hope, you have to show us why. You can't just tell us Batman doesn't have hope. I'm going like... Oof. Fuck you, Scott Snyder. He's Batman. I know it's not going to... Whatever. Like, if yeah. you show me... You take the time... It's not like any of the other stuff in this issue matters. Like, we get... Why are we following Aquaman and Deathstroke around? Who cares? What do they accomplish? <laughs> they go down in the, the, the some undersea portal, and they then... bored me. They did that, too. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, Deathstroke was, like, the only levity in this entire fucking book, I'll say that. But they go down and, like, why are we going to a bar at the end of time where there's a chimp and, like, these token, these token deep dive DC characters that Snyder has to include for some reason? To, what do they- that's what, that's what makes it uh, uh, a good comic book, don't you know? Is having a bunch of characters that that only nerds care about. Like, and maybe just spend time on the Trinity. Maybe just, like, you have, like, just a few issues. Maybe you want to just... And it's a big event book. A lot of stuff has to happen. Maybe not include, like, Martian Manhunter showing up. That was... It made... I literally laughed, Eric. I literally laughed out loud. Well, it made no sense. (laughs) They're in prison. And Green Lantern's like, yeah, the big starfish is making me so I can't think. But then Martian Manhunter shows up and everything's fixed? Like, does he have psychic powers now where he can just make your brain work? I mean, was this was this written just so Capullo can fucking sell pages at cons? Is that why this was written this way? I don't know. I don't know why it was written this way. Like, I I I I was star- like I like I literally I went out and like looked at reviews and like it's largely positive and i don't know how like, of course it's of course it's fucking positive do you not remember when we what what was what was green lantern dumb punching what was that what Sinist- was the, sinistro war is that what it was yeah that's jeff johns that's a jeff johns joint i mean th- this is the same genre as that and i think like if we went back and reviewed those pages it would be a lot of the same problems that that the people that are reading it and giving it good reviews aren't actually fucking reading it. You can't read this book. It's a fucking pile of slop. Yeah, it's it messy. It fucking doesn't make any sense, and you can't fucking read black, red text on black boxes. Fuck you. That's goddamn ridiculous. 
like no, no part of this makes fucking sense i think if you actually sat down and like took a couple of hours to diagram the fucking plot of this and then you looked at it you're like this is goddamned crazy yeah like what 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 who 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 let him do this dc like it's 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 crazy i mean but i mean literally he says that he says i have this crazy that he talks about the formation of this idea he's like i went to dan and i said i have this crazy idea and dan's like well try it i'm like oh god i I think i think like dc is gonna give snyder carte blanche to do whatever he wants because quite frankly he can make big dumb shit like this and people are gonna absolutely buy the fuck out of it but eric and i i don't have a problem with that i i you can make make a big dumb blockbuster you know like showing me batman and the joker fighting an evil batman with a bunch of batman monsters on his team like sure this can this can totally be awesome but like show me what's fucking awesome <laughs> like ugh, ugh. but eric on page 140 you remember red sun yeah oh yeah exactly the batman the russian batman's in this and then there's also the vampire remember there's a yes i remember this garbage batman this vampire is, this he's is, in there too this this has all of the intelligence of the scary movie series oh no where 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 like and i i've i read a review of this shit many years ago and this has stuck with me so hard that that they were like these people just think that referencing something makes it funny and that's what this is i mean what, what was the what was the dc like big story reset where i don't even remember it was like the robot guy and he's like he's he's name dropping all of these important fucking dc's like kingdoms to come and it just like no just referencing these things that i know like what kind of who's reading this and being like oh man i know what that book is i'm so excited there is also yeah i there's so many so much of that near there is literally a dark knight returns reference in mm-hmm. one of the panels where wonder woman's like flying through the air attacking the mace there is uh there is red sun batman appearing out of nowhere there is all this stuff could be okay all this stuff could be awesome but like all literally all they're doing is showing up on the page and then they're saying, "Up, oh, we're winning now." Like it's not like Red Sun Batman shows up and does some clever thing that turns the tide, or like fucking whatever. It's just we're showing them, and now we're winning. It's so stupid, and it it it's so empty. What about Dream? Remember Dream? Yeah, it's about basically the same thing. He shows up and hands him a plot ticket. And then shows up again and hands them more plot tickets. It's so ridiculous. And I would, I, I, I mean, I don't know. You can use, you can use Dream of the Endless in a dumb way. Like I liked seeing, like, I don't know. You can give me the stupid, dumb action movie version of, of like the, 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 the Daniel Dream of the Endless. I could be okay with that. 
Like I genuinely came into this thinking, okay, this is going to be big, dumb action movie. Just, just give it to me. And this, this fails so bad on just like any promise that it has. This could be so fucking fun. And it's only fun to people who just want to see the fucking pose. Like, like, okay, you have doomsday Batman for whatever reason. Okay. What is he going to do? He's going to stand there and look cool. Okay. He's going to punch a guy in a posy way. And that's it. Yeah. F plus. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it, and no. And it also continues that trend that Snyder was doing in his Batman, in the Batman book with Capullo as well, where it is inventing out of whole cloth this epic mythology. Oh, God. That every hero is apparently rooted in. And, like, Bat- Batman is not just a man whose parents got killed, and so he wanted to fight crime. No, he's a magic symbol that reverberates through time in multiple universes and creates magic metal that, I don't know, reverberates through multiverses. And if you flip the map over, there's a dark multiverse. (laughs) What the fuck, guys? That's that's, that's not... Oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you reminded me. I reminded you of the map. <laughs> you reminded me because there, there, you're one hundred percent correct. There is a, a they have a map of the multiverse, the fifty two mm-hmm. different other universes, mm-hmm. and the Flash says, "I'm I want to read all this dialogue because it made me laugh out loud." Okay. So the Flash says, "I've studied the multiverse for years, and that's all there is. There's nowhere else for it to come from, is there?" He repeat. He said. He adds, uh, "What's her face, Lady Hawk, Hawk Girl? I guess Black Hawk. Her she, her name changes multiple times." She says, "No, unless it came from here." She flips over the map, a dark multiverse, and then this is the funniest. This might be the funniest thing I've read in a comic book this year, Eric. Funnier than any comedy comics we've read. <laughs> Wonder Woman. This is Wonder Woman's response. All I see is the back of a map. What? <laughs> this is a third of your trinity? Mm-hmm. All I see is... Is Wonder Woman have a brain? Like, what? Are, what are we... All I see... To, 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 to be fair, to, to be fair, flipping the map over is pretty fucking stupid. I mean, that's why it's even... Like, I can't... It's that... The, that really the, the, set the, thing, the tone. Like, this is... This is this is taken from the upside down, I want to say, in um, Stranger Things, which was a metaphor that children made <laughs> for alternate dimensions. Yes, this the a multiverse map is already a metaphor. That's not what it's fucking shaped like. You can't turn the multiverse upside down, like. Everything about this is ridiculous. Just because you can, like, like if I, you know, it, it makes me think of being in elementary school and there was a, like, the, the, I forget what the word is for, like, when a 
globe is splayed out on a flat map. There's a there's a word for that kind of globe mm-hmm. or that that map of the world. And I'd look really smart if I just knew it, but I don't. Say la vie. Um, but when I was in elementary school, we were looking at that in the library, and one of my peers said, "Well, what's on the back?" <laughs> and apparently, Scott Snyder was in that room. I yeah, because he was like, "Whoa, man, whoa, yeah, like one of these days." I'm totally going to blow Wonder Woman's mind with that question. I, Yeah. And this woman's supposed to be like a scientist investigator type. And I'm like, okay, I get it. She's an idiot. They're all idiots. Dude, dude, dude no, everybody in this book has an IQ of eight. <laughs> They're all the dumbest person you've ever met. They're all that kid that says what's on the back of this map. Why is why is Batman going to Swamp Thing? Why is like why is he doing this big ruse with Clayface and everything just so he could try and do a thing and fail with a baby Darkseid? We haven't even mentioned baby Darkseid. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's just to you know like at this point Gabulo and and Snyder are just like. He's like, hey, man, like you, you got to put Batman on every page uh, because Batman sells pages like I got to buy a third house. You know, there's a I, I, we haven't even touched on the dark Batman. I don't know that we have to like that. I, I, I keep coming back to like I have softened on a lot of these ideas like. It's goofy, dumb shit that can be fun to draw and it can look awesome. But, like, I don't know, man. You gotta tell me a fucking story. Like, it, it, it's, it can't, like, every page wants to be a splash page. Every page just wants to be nothing. I, 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 I don't know. I also, well, can I? Okay. Plastic Man. Why is he an egg? A special egg? But, like, he's just a, like, a petty criminal that gets powers, right? That's what Plastic Man was, right? And they, they say that in this comic book, if I'm not mistaken. But then they don't really say why he's an egg. They just say he is an egg. He has, like, special a thing in him for some reason? I don't know why. And why does that lady turn evil and then unturn evil? The the, the uh, hawk girl. Why did she become Lady Blackhawk? Why does she have a heel turn? You know, in, in, in the Simpsons show, you often say because the plot needs it to happen. Oh, yeah. But you can't say that here because there's no plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what is ever, I don't really ever get a sense of what's happening, really. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there are characters I recognize, they appear on, on, in the page from time to time, and they talk about lots of metal, and, um, there's a, like, a cannon, and I don't know where they're fighting or how they got there, there's no clear reason for any of it, like, I I don't know, I don't know 
Like, I feel like I lack the vocabulary to adequately describe how bad this is. We need to invent new forms of physics to describe this awful book. You need to you need you need to turn the map of the multiverse upside down. Yeah, I I think it feels like like I I read this on a tablet. It feels very much like what's on the what's behind, what's on the uh, what's on my back of my tablet. That's what this comic book is. Mm-hmm. There's just there's nothing. There there's this is yes, F, this this this, is, this comic is an Apple logo. <laughs> well, I, I covered up. There's a case. I have a case on mine, but yeah, um, there's not even that. Um, I I, I don't know what I I, I it's really. Is Scott Snyder just, like, bullshitting us when he says he has this crazy idea? I'm like, if I read... Okay, Eric, I have a question. If we read every... There's, like, probably 50 tie-in books to this thing. Covering each of the bat, the evil Batman and, uh, you know, watching... Going to see the Teen Titans and all that stuff. Going fighting and seeing the in- little smaller things happening. Skirmishes, I guess. If we read all of those, do you think this book becomes any more clear? No. Okay. Nothing will make this book more clear. Like, it doesn't... Like... This is this is not like... This is not like reading Ulysses or something. <laughs> you know? You can't tell me there's depth here. At the end of the day, this is a... Th- th- this is a popcorn bullshit idea trying to make itself sound deep and smart and epic and it's just it's just not it's none of those things and it 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 would have been much better off just telling like showing us these characters and letting them do cool stuff instead of showing up on the page and like stretching their arm out i I think that's a part of that really gets under my skin more than anything, because this book is not it, it not nearly like, like one is short, you know, it's not a long thing. It's like six issues. Mm-hmm. So it, and it's like it, it, there is a lot of words, but eventually your brain just goes and eh, words, ma ma ma, and you just eat them like you're a Pac-Man. Yeah. But it, I think that's the thing that frustrates me and makes that actually borders like makes me resent the book is the fact that it's trying to be smart. When it's like, it, yeah. like it has this, like, oh look, uh, oh the physics of this world don't exist here, and and uh, we, you turn the map over, like those things where it's like it feels like, I know you yeah. don't, I know you don't have opinion on this, Eric, but it feels very much like new Star Trek, the new Star Trek mm-hmm. television shows, which the old Star Trek, even going back to the original series, the '60s Star Trek with uh, with Kirk. Even that, even that far back, was very measured, kind of slow science fiction that was a lot of conversation, very little action. It was about choices, and that continued up for decades. But the new Star Trek is just dumb, and it pretends to be smart. Yeah. It pretends... It has a lot of these aha moments, these eureka, oh... Now I know what to do. I just have to do this thing. And you're like, well, why do you know that now? There's a, are you familiar with a Mr. H bomber guy? I don't think so. Um, he's a left tuber. Um, but, uh, he does, 
some media and video game reviews. I and I enjoy them. I think. No, I mean his content is pretty good in general. Um, he's a strange person, and I appreciate that. Um, but he does a teardown of um, the writing of um, shit. He wrote. He did Sherlock, and I can't think of it. I can think of his stupid face. It's been a while since I've watched Doctor Who. He was a Doctor Who front runner, but he talked about the same thing and about how the joy of um, mystery stories and things is. Well, all these clues were in the story all along, but the Sherlock will do the aha moments by just sort of springing something on you out of nowhere that doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make a sense that someone could know it and they just can do it because they're amazing. And that's the kind of thing you're describing. Um, it doesn't require not, it doesn't require any writing skill. Yeah, it's not made organic to the story, which is what makes a story good. You have to you have to seed those details into the story earlier on so that your audience can see them and try and piece things together alongside your characters. But instead, characters just appear, solve the problem and move on to a different problem that is also dumb and doesn't require any actual problem solving ability. They just appear and do a thing. And... I don't know. I think I'm there is a I think there is a one bright spot about this, Eric. There is one positive I can take out of this book. Mhm. And that is I at first glance, I thought this book would be terrible. Turns out it was bad. So I can trust my judgment, you know, at at a at a glance of comic books all the time now, I think that's I think that's what I take out of it. Like at least I was right. You know, I thought it would be bad and it was. Actually, I I don't I think it was it was about as bad as I thought it would be. We did read a lot of Scott Snyder Batman though, so that kind of prepped me a little bit for it. Mm-hmm. That's the bright spot is that it was exactly as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like a good thing that that's my bright spot, but it is a bright spot. I think it's worse than I expected it to be. Oh wow! Okay. Um. I think what it is is I just let myself be optimistic <laughs> uh, because I didn't I don't want to just come in and just be a fucking hater and like, oh, man, I'm so smart and my taste is so good. Um, but I think the person that felt that would have been like, yep, that's what this book is. It sure is stupid. Um like I I wanted this to be big dumb fun, you know? But there's there's no fun in this. No. And I think that's the, what that is the biggest indictment, honestly. More than it's non like the story is nonsense. Like there's like a lot of post, you know, action and whatever. There's just no fun in it. And that if if anything else, it should have that. It's full of dark Batman and the Justice League, like you said, wearing magic armor and giant hawk hawkmen with a big at a giant like mythical dark multiversal forge fighting an entity of evil. And that should be fun if nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, if the beginning of this book it starts with um the Justice League crawling inside enemy robots made by Toy Man, and then they turn them into a Voltron. 
and they never show it fighting anything. You know, they never show the next step. Right. They never show the Voltron winning. But if this story was that, I would roll my eyes a lot, but I would have a good time. If this is if this story was Vat, Batman making Voltrons, I I could have a good time with it. Yeah. I could appreciate it on some dumb level, you know? Mm-hmm. But but as it stands, it's just it's a pile of pig slop. <laughs> I believe uh it is swill. Uh what pigs drink? Is that my English? Um yeah. You're doing a bit and I don't remember what it's from, it's from but the, that's okay. This, this is some Simpsons uh where okay. the Germans buy the plant and they're talking about Oh yeah. They're buying they're talking about American beer and they call yes. they, they call it Ver, Verkaufen de craft work. Yes. They, they call it swill and they're like is that we are I I swill is the correct word, right? It is what pigs would drink. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I do not I would not recommend <laughs> I went out and read Dark. I also the title. I hate the title. Dark Knights colon Metal. Why? And you know the next one's gonna be called. Uh, it's it's like it's even longer and more like ponderous. It's like Dark Knights colon something Dark Death Metal at the end. I'm like, okay, really Death? Why Death Metal? Like, there's not even. And this isn't even like Murder Falcon. If I'm gonna describe a comic book that embodies metal, the genre of music. It's Murder Falcon. Mm-hmm. Perfectly captures it. This book makes some, like, weird leanings towards, like, music and the power of it or something. Or, like, I don't know what it's doing. Like, there's some weird rock sequences in this where I don't know why. <laughs> they're, like, they're having, like, Damian Wayne playing a rock band. I'm like, why? <laughs> why is yeah, that? Yeah, and, and Lo- Lois, Lois Lane is in the middle of there, like, somebody's drunk aunt. I came here to rock. I came here to get white girl drunk. I don't. I don't know. It. it it's just. It's. Uh, it also. I think that's another reason I kind of resent it. It's like this book's not metal. Don't. Don't. Don't do that to me. You're not Murder Falcon. Rob. I read Murder Falcon till I die. That's my metal comic book. This. Ain't yeah. It. This. This. This book is is rowdy ant level of of drunk. This book is. Uh. uh of uh, m- uh metal that's that's where it is i i like hey eric chris jericho is a great wrestler this book's fozzy i think that that's that's unfair to fozzy <laughs> oh no oh my god you might be right too <laughs> to, to be no i am judas is judas is kind of a banger it's a good song um yeah there's a reason but it's the it's like, the music this, yeah no exactly I here. This is this is what I was. You remember that old meme, like uh, that? How do I delete someone else's comment? Mm-hmm. This one after I finished is like, how do I delete someone else's comic book? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Can I? Well, do that's that? the thing. A lot. A lot of people love this. I because yes, they do. This is this is what comics are to people. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. You're right. Uh, anything else you want to add? You know, okay. a thing that I'm not well versed in that I would kind of suggest we find something to read uh, and contrast it with this. 
is like a, a longer Jack Kirby story. Okay. I mean, we can do fourth world stuff all day long. It's fine with me. Yeah. Because I would kind of like to see, when I think about, I don't know, when I think about that era, like I think Kirby was very much about just like big dumb poses, but I feel like he could actually, he could tell a story. And I think that, I, I would be interested to see how this compares to that. Okay. I mean, I'm down. Well, we can do that sometime. Yeah. We'll 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 put it on the put it on the agenda because I feel like this may be out of that tradition, but is really missing something. I think it. I think maybe that kind of comic is on a smaller, less ridiculous scale, or rather, this is like big, serious. Like, look at me, I'm an adult comic, but it's super not. Like, I think, like, Kirby is like, I know two things, you know, I like punching Nazis and I make funny books for kids. Like, that's who Jack Kirby was. And I, this is, like, I don't know, grotesquely, like, too big for its britches. It just doesn't work. We can put a pin in it. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll come back to it. This episode has a sequel. It will. Um, it's Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, next time, we will be talking about Mob Psycho 100, Volumes 1 through 4. Uh, this it, it, will be a, this, our next episode would be a pseudo-sequel to our One Punch Man discussion. Mm -hmm. Talk about some Mob Psycho 100, uh, the first four books out. Uh, we're narrowly going to miss the release of Book 5, um, but that's okay. Um, I think four is enough. It, uh, we'll talk about that next time you can run along with us. Uh, I'm excited uh, to read it. Um, that'll do it for us today. Uh, we'll see. We are Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You find us at HandsomeBoysComicsHour.com. has links to all of our social media, our Twitter, Facebook, RSS feed. Uh, you can email us at HandsomeBoysComics at gmail.com. If you like the show, please give us a good review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use uh, give us a good review subscribe tell your friends all those things really do help uh just those small little gestures help us grow our listenership and we really appreciate everyone who takes the time to do so you can find me online on twitter at robbie darman and my and my website is robbydarman.com which includes links to all my other podcasts and uh links to purchase my horror novels my newest novel the split circle is available uh, it's a horror mystery of an exiled American trapped in a small Eastern European city who must investigate a soccer death cult. Uh, you read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Eric, where can you find you and your things online? What a lovely question. You can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and you can see many of the things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes Twitter. Instagram, Twitch, where I'm known on all three services as Easy Goodnight. And with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.